When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Oh My Dog with me, Jack D. And me, Sean Walsh. This is our weekly podcast where we reveal the most intimate, ridiculous details of our relationship with our beloved dogs. I have the delightful, spirited Mildred Barrett, who is a cockapoo. My streetwise best friend is Dolly, the long-haired chihuahua whom we rescued. Uh, This podcast sets out to answer the all-important questions like, how do you greet your dog? Uh, Do you kiss your dog on the mouth? Does your dog sleep in your bed? And so on. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our chats with our equally dog-obsessed guests who roll over and tell all. You are very much part of this podcast too, and we want to hear from you. You can get in touch by emailing us at hello at omdpod.com. And find us on Instagram at omdpod. So give us a shout and follow us on social media too. Ah, Sean, how are you? I'm well, thank you, Jack. How are you? Very well, thank you. Yeah, did you, um, the other night, there was um, a big lightning storm. Was Was Mildred bothered by that? Or did you, it it sounds like you slept through it. What storm? There was a lightning storm. Was there? Yeah. Yeah, there was a, why would I say it if it wasn't? (laughs) So obviously... Provable that it wasn't. Well, we live we live in different parts of London. Yeah, but you know, lightning spreads over quite big areas. I mean, okay. you can see it. You can see it from a satellite. And so, <laughs> well, where, anyway, what day you, was this? What day? Oh, no, who no, cares what day, was what day it is? Oh. I didn't mean to start on a row, well, but you know. Well, just hang on, Grace. Do you remember the, a storm the other night? There was a storm. Lightning storm. A lightning storm. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. So. Right, yes. Grace yeah. remembers. <laughs> so, all right, let's start this again. You remember the storm the other night, the lightning storm? Yeah, lightning storm. That's right, yeah. And, um, well, Jane woke up. Do you know you can see them on satellite? Yeah, you, from a satellite, you can, yeah. From a yeah. satellite. Yeah, yeah. You, they, you can see them from space, because, it, it, you know, the, yeah. the area covered by lightning is absolutely enormous, usually. Yes, so, exactly. You know, I was going to I say mean, that, yeah. Consider we probably live about as the crow flies about two and a half miles from each other. I should imagine a mile and yep. a half. I don't know. Yep. So it will it be the same lightning that I saw in Southwest London? You will have seen in West London. I mean, there really is yep. that. That's beyond dispute now. Um, <laughs> I don't think you need to ask Grace whether there's any truth in that. But anyway, anyway, so Grace saw the lightning. Jane saw the lightning. Right. So okay. Jane woke up yeah. in the night. She woke up and. Um, she drew the curtains to watch the lightning and uh, Dolly watched it with her, right, from, from oh, our right. bed, from the bed. Okay. And then yeah. I slept right the way through it, all the lightning, which I'm, I'm sad about because I like lightning. Okay. And then at the end of it, when it was all over, then Dolly started barking and woke me up. So not only did I miss the lightning, which I would have liked to have seen, I was then woken up and couldn't get back to sleep. 
Well, so. hang on. How much? Wait, wait. How much do you like lightning? That you what you would have wanted to have been woken up to see the lightning. I, I would have liked that. Yeah, I would have. Jane thought I shall I wake him or shan't I? And she decided not to. But I wish she had because I I missed it. As did you. Yes, but I'm glad I did because the, do not. I'd say wake me up mm. if the house is on fire. That's it. Uh, and I would say wait wait until it's got to the room I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> don't um, wake me up for lightning no, I'd be, I, what, are you doing? what are you doing a big it's lightning storm it's fantastic oh, it's nice it's nice to see lightning when you're all cozy in bed I like that I like that. I like oh I do like that again and a rain thunder yeah, with the yeah. fire on all of and that a, a mug of tea yeah it's good it's nice. a good feeling but uh, uh but Mildred was okay not that you would know because you were asleep but freaked out by it or? I think Mildred's relatively okay with fireworks mm. hang on Grace Grace I can hear Mildred in the background is Mildred okay with the fireworks <laughs> is Mildred okay with the fireworks and lightning Nothing. I, I feel I should be filling now at this point with one, you, <laughs> you know, I'll do a little tap dance or tell a joke or something. But <laughs> no, I think I, I think Mildred's quite resilient. I think uh, Gertrude, yeah. the old family dog, yeah, she used to be yeah. terrified of the yeah. lightning. So yeah. Dolly woke the lightning happened, and then Dolly woke you up with Barbara. When it stopped, she woke me up as if to say there was there was lightning. You didn't, yeah. <laughs> just so you just so you know. Right, I'm going to let you know that there, there was lightning, and uh, we, we've coped with it. It's fine. Everything's all right. Nothing to worry about. But there was lightning. I've got a good question for you. What's that? Off this, yeah. it's not completely random. Hang yeah. on. What is going? Mildred's. Wait, sorry, Mildred's going crazy. What's What's going on? Why is Mildred going mad? Sean um, is postman. Ah, uh, the postman. Of course. Well, we should have known. As we've talked about the the, the psychology of postmen and dogs before, haven't we? Yes, we have, yes. They bark and the postman always goes away. So they think, I'm going to do that again because it worked. Oh, yes. Well remembered. Uh, right, okay, so two things. Just quickly yeah. off, off the back of that, off the postman. I don't think we've discussed this. Mm. I am absolutely sick of when someone wants to have a little stroke of your dog, which I'm I'm all oh, up yeah. for. That's great. Mm, yeah. But but for whatever reason, Mildred might not take a liking to a particular person. So sometimes she could just go, not this one, not into right. this person. Yeah. Doesn't so like right. gardeners. Uh-huh. Mildred right. doesn't like gardeners. There was a smell of something. I don't know what it is. Right. Yeah. That yeah. Mildred doesn't like. And they continue to try and stroke her. And I'd yeah. be polite and I go, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, she could get a bit like that. When really I, I want to swear and go, well, what what are you doing? What do yeah. you think is going to happen? Yes, it's not going to suddenly come around yeah. to liking you because <laughs> you're persistent. You know, that's not an attractive feature. No, no means no. Or bark means go. I've got that bark means go. Yes, it no does. No means no and bark means go. Yeah, what what didn't you understand? Why didn't your parents teach you? You know, when a dog is barking at you, it generally yeah. doesn't want to be stroked as a rule. Thank you. you know, that yeah, it's, if it's not your dog, I don't know how to deal with that. I don't know how to be because I'm too I'm too cowardly. I'll just keep smiling and going, <laughs> yeah, 
while she's barking. The best thing to do is say, it's fine, yeah, do stroke her. She hasn't bit anyone all week. So, it, you know, <laughs> that's probably the best thing, isn't it? You know, just to say, it, it should be Brilliant. fine. She's, uh, yeah. she's doing really well. I think it's four days now and she's so, yeah. You don't really need two hands anyway. No. <laughs> yeah. One will uh, do. Uh, we got a voice note. We've got a voice note, haven't we, from uh, Jenny Matthews-Nell from uh, Tunbridge has sent in a song she used to sing to her staffy Susie, who is no longer with them. Uh, she said it used to make her son James laugh when he was little and she asked if we recognised the song. So Jenny now has Roxy, a cockapoo, like Mildred, and uh, she'd like another dog, but her husband thinks three children, a dog, a cat, a hamster, a bearded dragon, and a scorpion is enough. I think I'm probably on his side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got a zoo. Um, That's not a house. That's a zoo. No, no. Um, Presumably, if the scorpion has a bad day, you'll end up with only half of that number of characters (laughs) in your household. But anyway, she asks if we have any words to convince him. I don't think we have, have we? I'm I'm really sorry, Jenny, that you've come to us to try and help. But I, mm. on top of that, that's a lot. A bearded dragon. No, I've that's got nothing, too Jack. Much. Should we? Should we I, hear what? Yeah. Let's hear the message. Yeah. Susie, Susie, Q, where are you? We love you, little doggy. Quite nice. Susie, Susie, Q, do a poo before you wet your panties. <laughs> Okay. Oh, oh, there you are. It's uh, <laughs> lyrically, it probably uh, has has somewhere else to go. But thank you very much, Jenny. You've no, got a nice you. singing voice, hasn't she? Nice very nice. Voice. That's yeah. that, that that reminded me of one of those. Um, you know, where you get these viral clips of of vintage X Factor audition videos. It is a bit <laughs> like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's been that's been taken from the X Factor. Anyway, thank you. Thank yeah, you very thank much, you. Jenny. And sorry we couldn't help, but I think you've got enough on your plate there. Yeah, you have. So now it's time for our fantastic guest. Ian Moore is a comedian, author, columnist, podcaster and chutney maker. He's appeared at comedy festivals around the world on TV shows like Richard Osman's House of Games. And he's written a best-selling series of mystery novels. But we don't want to hear about all of Ian's amazing achievements. We want to get to know him through his dogs. Hello, Ian. Hello. Hello, Ian. Hello, Jack. Hi, Sean. Good to see you. You're in France, I think. Yeah. Aren't you? Yep. In the uh, in central France, it's uh, it's finally. There was a bit of rain this morning. I had to go out and check. Wonder what it was. It was. Uh, it's been a bit dry. Because <laughs> not that for years. Yeah. Years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's very nice. I think you're our first guest, Jack. Is Ian our first guest doing it abroad? Doing it from yeah, abroad, probably. Yeah, you might well yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. It's an honour. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your dogs, would you? And I know you've got more than one. Firstly, there's there's Gigi, and she is mm. a rescue Chewini. Um, and I'm oh, <laughs> I don't even know what a Chewini is really. She's part so it's Chihuahua, Chihuahua and, and Dachshund, but really she's just a Jack Russell. She's, you know, but I think okay. people are giving okay. them these right. names now. It's like footballers with double <laughs> yeah. barrel names. Look, just have the one name. All right, let's just, you know, there's no need for yeah, all of this. Yeah, yeah. But she's basically, <laughs> I think she's just a Jack Russell. She's certainly got Jack Russell attitude yes. mixed with yes. French. So you can imagine the level of uh, attitude she has. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's 12 years old now, uh, and we've had her since she was a couple of months old. Again, she was a rescue and we picked her up at what they call an SPA, um, Société de Protection des Animaux, 
Same as the RSPCA, but obviously there's no royals because they killed them. So it's a slightly different name, but it does the same job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't matter. <laughs> so that's Gigi. And, and yesterday I went to pick up Scooby, who is oh. a, a pointer cross. I don't know what he's cross with because he's so small. He's, mm. um, you know, it, it hasn't really developed yet at all. And it was his first night mm. here. Last night, he's four months old. Oh wow! And oh my he God. was him and his whole family were rescued from Spain. An animal association in Spain nice. rescued by an animal association in central France. Basically, what I think happened here is that the rescue association in France, the women who run it, who are lovely, but they'd run out of cheap fags. Mm. So they made their way down to the border, <laughs> picked up a load of cheap tabs and brought a load of dogs back. Because um, yeah. apparently they're flooded. Yes. They're, they're flooded with dogs in Spain. All the, all the, I don't know whether they're on the building sites with the donkeys, but these associations are just flooded oh. with dogs. So they're bringing them up here. Maybe that's to do with lockdown. Obviously, lo- lockdown, there was a big growth in, in dogs, Possibly. puppies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know I mean, why I'm speculating. I don't know why I chipped in there as if I had any knowledge. No. I don't think Spain was the only country in lockdown, though. That's uh, yeah, that... there you go. Good. Glad we dealt um, with that. There you are. That's Sean back in his box. I think... <laughs> Get back in your cage, son. Um, yeah, crazy. so the cage training, little Scooby. Okay. Uh, and obviously, he doesn't yes. know his name yet, uh, really. Why have you gone with Scooby? Well, France treat their pet animals like we used to treat cars. So if it's if it's a certain right. year, it has to be a certain letter of the alphabet. It's that kind of oh. petty, low-level administration <laughs> that the French love to say that we're rebelling against when everybody ignores it anyway. So his his name is supposed to begin with a U. But, I mean, <laughs> there's right. only Umberto. I mean, I can't, I genuinely get Ulysses. I don't think, you know, yeah. it's too small for a Ulysses. Yeah, that's about it, isn't it? Yeah. So it was my son, my youngest son, who's still, like, we all are heartbroken at losing Kipper last week. So he went with the name yes, Scooby. We heard about that, very sorry. So, yeah, um, sorry to hear that. Okay. Yeah, it's oh, horrible. Just, just horrible. We've all, all yeah. been through yeah. it. But it was just such a shock. I bet. How old was Kipper? Tell us a bit about Kipper. Kipper was, again, a rescue. All our animals a rescue. Kipper was um, an English setter who um, mm. was bred by a breeder, but the breeder decided that there were too many puppies for the mother. So he took Kipper and, and one of his brothers to a vet when they were just three days old and said, right, I want these dogs euthanized. And the vet just said, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that, and gave them to again an, an association and my wife natalie found yeah. this online we went to pick kipper up when he was about eight weeks old i think and just scooby is now the 10th dog i've had in my life kipper obviously the ninth in that order and just the best dog i've ever had and i've I loved all my dogs except for one and um yeah. he <laughs> <laughs> You've got, you know where I yeah, want to go next. <laughs> but Kipper was just my best mate. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. And so you had him for how long in the end? Nearly four years. He was four. He was just four. He was oh. only four. And he. Oh, oh that is he, so sorry. He um, he he was off his food a little bit. He wasn't running around because normally he's an English setter, so just nuts. You know, he would just do circuits 
around the fields all day long mm. and then just conk out. Yeah. And he stopped doing that and we took him to the vet and they thought, well, maybe he's got a mosquito bite that's, that's affected his blood system. And so they gave him some injections and then he ate the next day. But then he stopped eating and he was losing about a kilo a day. And the vet did a, another kind of test on, and this is on the Wednesday morning. She rang us on the Wednesday afternoon and said he's got liver cancer. It's a matter of time, but dogs being dogs, they will let you know when that time is over. You'll know because they'll just look at you and go, right, this is too much now. And we took him out for a oh, walk yeah. with Gigi on the Wednesday evening, <clears throat> and we're just watching him bound around and, and thinking, this is not a dog that, that is at death's door, surely it isn't. Yeah. And yet, 24 hours later, he couldn't walk, and so we had oh. to take him to the vets, and it was just oh, just heartbreaking, just yeah, heartbreaking. heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you invest so much, and you get it all back, Yeah, and you do it again. <laughs> you know there's yes. nothing yeah that feeling yeah. That, that, that he was so young and even even now you keep expecting him to walk into a room you know of course yeah just so, it just i've had that experience you, where you think you've seen them in the corner yeah. of your eye or something it's like a little mirage of the dog and you think oh and yeah. then it's oh, of course no they're not there anymore it's really it's a terribly hard yeah. time ian have you been in a have you been in this position before where you kind of you know, know, yeah. know perhaps how to deal with it. And, and obviously that's extremely hard. Yeah. It, well, the thing is, you're at different points in your life always. Yeah. So so yeah. how you deal yes. with it depends on where you are at, at that particular time. I, my first dog was, when I was 10, uh, was a King Charles Spaniel. But he was obviously not pure King Charles Spaniel. He was slightly tall and really just nuts. You couldn't open a door without him running out and just disappearing yes. like he's yeah. out the door uh, and he yeah. once we, we were living we lived in a bungalow and he, we were we were having dinner and he just came flying through the surface and just just landed on the top <laughs> <laughs> just wonder dog missile <laughs> um but that he was just too much for us, so he was taken on by some other people, which I found a heartbreak. He was my dog. I was 10 years yeah. old. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd play football oh with him God. every yeah. morning before school, you mm. know, and it, it, that's yeah. your first sort of, that's your entry level, isn't it? You know, because it's never going to get easier. Yeah. And then we got yes. two more. We got his mum and his aunt because their owners, where we'd got Oswald from, their owners were moving to Hong Kong, so we took them on as old ladies, and then they passed away when I was 14. And, you know, it just, again, it's just different types of dog, different stage in your life. And then we didn't have any more dogs until Natalie and I moved in together in 94 in London. We got a Jack Russell from Battersea Dogs Home. You know, we had her from a year and a half until she was 14. So that was obviously, right. that was such hard work. Yes. When she went, because she, I stayed, I'd been away working, gigging, I can't remember where now, and, and came back and she was just nearly gone. So I stayed up with her all night just holding her and then took her to the vets in the morning. And again, you know, you just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> We'd just had our yeah, third yeah. child then, so we were already emotionally strung out because he was so young anyway that it just it just seemed like you we were never going to yeah. come back from that, you know, but you do. 
Right. Uh, when, um, just in a slight change in direction here, but because you live in France, how are the French generally about dogs? Do you think there's a difference between the English with their dogs? It's funny that. Because I, the yeah. French regard the English as, as more animal lovers than the French. But the French will take mm. their dogs anywhere. You know, it's always a surprise yes, when you see so many dogs in a restaurant over here. We live, we live about 20 minutes yeah. away from yeah. a, a zoo, and it's officially one of the top five zoos in the world, whatever that means. Uh, but it is a great zoo. It's a conservation <laughs> zoo. You know, just it's got, it's got more of everything than every other zoo bar four. And it constantly amazes me how the French will take their little dogs into a zoo. I mean, what are you doing? Just, I remember being yeah. in, the, in the gorilla house at this zoo, right? And this enormous great silverback is basically sitting less than a metre away from you, just staring at you through the glass like that. And this woman came and stood next to me and she's got this tiny little chihuahua thing in a basket over <laughs> in her arm like that. And the gorilla's just looking at this dog. And the gorilla, I swear, I'm not making this up, I swear, it, the gorilla kind of looked at me and rolled its eyes. Just, you know, like, what, what, what you're evolved? You know, it was just, it was, it was a great, and the poor dog is shivering because obviously it's terrifying. You know, oh, where should we go next? I don't know, alligators, yeah. let's go look at the alligator. Yeah. <laughs> so they kind of trophy them a little bit. If you see what I mean, mm-hmm. and also, but also where we live, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. very rural, and so dogs are working dogs. They're generally hunting dogs where we are, and that causes oh, right. problems right. because this and and this is I think it's probably the same with Spain in that they do not sterilize male dogs. You know, you have to oh. actually get one from a from a rescue center, but so many of the hunting dogs are bred constantly. You know, it's like a lineage. It's yeah. like it's like crafts or racehorses. You know, that they, yeah. they they come from a line. Yeah. And, but this this goes right through. This is a French male thing, rather than a dog mm. thing. Because I mean, if I can come off track for, a, I try after our yeah. third child, um, we went to the local doctors because I wanted to have a vasectomy. And this this doctor mm. literally sitting in front of me, and I said, I and I'm with my wife. You know, we both went to see. Her. And he bangs the table and he says, never, never in 30 years of being a doctor <laughs> has a man, a real man, come and, come and ask for six And he leans across the desk like this and he's, and he's looking at me and, he, and he's pointing at me and he goes, you, you could still have more children. She probably can't, but you... And, <laughs> And she, the thing is, she's translating at this point because my French wasn't good enough to understand. <laughs> Unbelievable. So it's a, it's a French male thing. Oh, God. <laughs> I love that. It sounds like Chris Jeff, you know, getting his shoe out and banging the desk. You know. Never, never. <laughs> I think it didn't end there because we went to, he said, right, all right, whatever, I've got nothing, you know, and he would, he always had me down as a wrong one after that. He, he just wouldn't put up with me at all. <laughs> yes. And he sent yeah. me to this specialist no. and we're in this waiting room for this specialist and it's now an hour past our appointment time. 
<laughs> Eventually, he calls us into the office, and he's got these two big blokes in suits. And they look like mafia, right? And he's this tiny little specialist in a white coat. And he says, these are my lawyers. Okay, what? Yeah. <laughs> are they? <laughs> Rocco and Santi. Yeah, all right. And <laughs> he says, these are my lawyers, and we've looked at the legality of this, and legally I do not have to perform this operation. So you have you'll kindly leave my surgery. It was it was the most <laughs> upset. no man has ever tried harder. To have a vasectomy. It became something of a mission. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. Well, I won't ask you how it finally ended up. Did you manage to get anything done? He's got seven kids. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. We eventually found someone. And I went to see the black market. Or the black market with a hammer. Backstreet vasectomy. (laughs) Yeah. And... Yeah. You know, and he was very nice. He said, oh, some, you know, some of my colleagues, they're just, they're just dinosaurs. Because apparently it's only been legal yeah. in France since 2001 as a vasectomy because it was against the Napoleonic Code of self-harm. Right. So I found this bloke and he, he said he'd do it. And he said, look, don't worry about it. It's very easy. Anesthetic, you'll be up and out in a day. There's, you know, very little chance of anything going wrong. 99% is fine. Looking at Mr. 1% here, trying then to, to, to fit what was now an aubergine in my trousers onto a Ryanair budget flight. <laughs> Horrible. They then test it. They then oh. test if it's worked. Oh. And they sent me to, they wouldn't send me to my local laboratoire analyse, as they're called, where they, they test these things. They sent me to one that was a good 40 minutes drive away so there'd be no shame involved. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, they put me in this room, gave me American porn magazines and told me to, here's a cup. <laughs> and it was just, it was so, it was so awful. Just everything about it was so awful. And I had the shame of it all. And I'm, I'm washing my hands in this tiny little room. And it was a tiny sink. And you turn on the tap too hard. And you get splashed everywhere. And you're wearing... <laughs> just the whole image was... I just... It was... <laughs> it was... So when you came out of the cubicle, it looked like yes, you'd just gone yeah. crazy. <laughs> Not like... Like a yogurt pot had gone off in a microwave. It was. It was just. It was just slinking out of there. Uh, well, ignominy. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, I just. I had not in a thousand years thought we were going to get to that, but it was quite something. Yeah. <laughs> but we legitimately got into that because you were saying yes. that, that in France, the reluctance to get the dogs need. That's right. In France and Spain, they don't sterilise no. their dogs, and that is, you know, it's all part of this this macho society um, attitude towards that. And and look at the pain it's caused you. It's unbelievable. <laughs> So dogs, dogs can get into restaurants. Dogs can get into cafes. They're allowed kind of anywhere. Yeah. Zoos. Oh yeah. yeah. Where is it? I think that maybe less so now. But if you're in the UK and you go in, there's a dog there. You kind of think, oh, that's a bit odd. Are they allowed in here? Is this hygienic? 
Whereas yes, in yeah, France, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just it's just not an issue. I love it. I love to see dogs in restaurants and pubs and so cafes. Absolutely. And, it's great, and on it? trains, yeah. especially, the packed trains mm. have a dog on there. Yeah. The tension just lowers yeah. all the time. It's like having a dog at a gig yeah. Yeah. as well. Everybody's, ah, oh, there's yes. a dog. Yeah, yeah. It's good for everyone, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So how are you with your dogs then, Ian? When you talk to them, are you, do you have a special voice when you're talking to your dogs? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I kind of whisper it <laughs> so, so that nobody else in the house hears. Do you know? It, it's it's like, oh, oh yes, you're right. You you you're right. You don't. You come come to daddy. Come to daddy. Will you come to daddy now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which is far nicer than I ever spoke to any of my children. So I don't want them actually hearing that. Yeah, to hear the nice yes. side of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever give the dogs? Do you ever channel? a voice for your dogs so that you give the, your dogs a voice that they use. Ah, right. Because uh, you know, I don't, if, but Jack does. Well, I think only yeah. if they're behaving a bit sort of dappy. I mean, like Kipper was a lovely, sweet boy, but, you know, at times he, he was like goofy, you know. So so if he'd come towards you and he'd be lolloping around and he's, he's his tongue's hanging out. You go, oh, 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 how you doing, kid? Like that. It just, it just, you kind of give them that Disney feel. That's a resounding yes. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a big yes. <laughs> it is. Yeah. All, this is the thing about dogs, though, isn't it? All dignity is lost. You can be, you can be the toughest individual yes. in the world, but oh, there, yeah. there is no dignity involved. Of course. And quite rightly so. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. You mentioned earlier that uh, Scooby in a crate. I know uh, yeah. he's only had one night with you so far. Yeah. It, he's in a crate. And do, and do both your dogs sleep in crates? No, she usually goes where the hell she likes. <laughs> she, she just... Yeah. She, <laughs> <laughs> like Natalie said, when, before we picked Scooby up yesterday, she said, right, we've got to start with rules here, which is what we say every time we yeah. get a new animal. Right, we're yeah. going yeah. yeah. to yeah. have rules here. He's, he's not going mm. on the furniture. And sure. I looked around the lounge and there's a dog and two cats. There are no sofas free because we have an animal on every piece of furniture. It's just not, it's just, it's just not feasible. You know, it's, it, you had yeah. to completely yeah. start again. I remember when we got Eddie from Battersea and the lady who, who actually passed Eddie over to us. She was, she was a girl, by the way, Eddie. Her, her name in, mm. in Battersea was Edelweiss. But okay. we lived in Vauxhall, Brixton, breaking yeah. into the park late at night, shouting Edelweiss at the top of your voice would attract, yeah. <laughs> attract the wrong market. And, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and we were told the first night, they said, look, she's going to cry. Just, you, have to, you have to be strong. You have to ignore it. You just have to you know, let her cry and let her get used to where she is. Yeah. So we put her in the kitchen. We went to bed. And with an hour... She was in between us in the bed. That was how weak, you know, Absolutely. we were and, and still are. That's the way. Standard. Yeah. 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 Can't do it. You can't do, can't do anything else, you know, unless you're going to be the kind of person who keeps them, you know, on a chain outside the oh. house to keep people away or something. There's yeah. a lot That's, of that around here. You can't do A that. lot of that around here because a lot of them are hunting dogs. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, and it, and it's, it is hard. Yeah. yeah. Your sensibilities when you don't have working dogs are completely different, obviously. Totally. It's a completely different uh, yeah, thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. So do you go out, Ian, do you leave the dogs on their own a lot where you are? Or do they have to cope on their own? Or Yeah, not no, not very often anymore because I don't travel as much as I used to. And yeah. and they've got loads of 
land yeah. here. So, I mean, that's why we yeah. came to France because it's so, it's so cheap, you know. Nice. They don't even have to go for walks yeah. very often. In fact, it's easier not to because there's so much. This is the thing about Kipper. I'd only just bought one of those GPS tracking devices, you know, those things you can get to put on the collar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, um, yeah. Yeah. Literally set that account up a couple of weeks ago. And because every time we went out, yeah. A deer would just shoot across the, and he'd be gone. That's it. You're out. And um, you know, it yeah, just gone for it, the yeah. instinct just takes over completely. So we didn't. Yes. We don't actually yeah. walk them that much, and they don't need to be walked very much because they've got so much space. You know, and Gigi just takes herself off. Yeah. If she gets bored, she goes and annoys the goats or starts barking at the horse. That's amazing. You know, it's, it's that's wow. very beautiful. Sounds like a heaven yeah. for dogs, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. Lovely, lovely. Yeah. Well, we always finish by asking this uh, the same question. Yes. And that's where do you stand when it comes to uh, your dogs kissing you on the mouth? Do you let them do that? Would you do that to your dogs? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, no tongues, obviously. But... <laughs> I d- it does occasionally happen. Not, but it's it's one of those accidental school disco things. I think that you don't. It just it yeah. just kind yeah, of yeah. happens, and then you feel slightly <laughs> uncomfortable. Because I, I was out with Scooby at, at five o'clock this morning, and he, he did a right. tiny little poo in in the garden there, and then he licked the poo. And I thought, yeah. no, okay, Ooh. all right then. That's um, yeah. we're going to have to we're going to mouthwash you, son, before we have any further cuddles <laughs> today. Yeah, yeah. going anywhere nearer. Yeah, it's a good enough reason to say no to it that. Is, then, it, it is, <laughs> you know, put that in a human yeah. context. You wouldn't do it, would you? You just, you just wouldn't. <laughs> It does clarify things for you if you consider that. Yeah, that's very true. Very, very true. Oh, Ian, thank you so much. It's been absolutely fantastic talking to you, getting to know your dogs. Good luck with Scooby as well. Yes, we want to hear more about that. No, thank you. It's actually been really cathartic as well. You know, this time a few days ago, I genuinely didn't think I'd be able to do this, but it's it's been really nice to over the last couple of days to think about Kipper and just the amount of fun I had with him. So it's, yeah. Yeah, it's been lovely to hear yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you yes. for sharing all that with us. It's not easy, but it's. Uh, I know there are listeners out there, by the way, who in yeah. similar situations who said it's um, because I've lost my dog. I listen to this podcast because it right. connects me with having a dog. Yeah. So you know, it's yeah. it's great that you were able to bring yeah, that to us. Thank you so it's much. Great. Cheers, thank you. Mate. Thanks for having me on. It's great fun. Well, that was fantastic. What an interesting, uh, well, it's just lovely to hear from Ian because I admit I didn't I didn't know Ian very well. I've, I've bumped into him a few times on the circuit. Yeah. And uh, he's, by the way, one of the best dressed comedians I ever encountered, which is what, what I appreciated yes. about him because uh, other than him, I think I'm the only one who makes an effort. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it was it was it was great to get the time to talk to him properly. So it was that was really yes. nice. Yeah, it's fantastic. He's now. Do you know? He sadly, Ian was one of my favourite comedians growing up mm. watching comedy, and but he sadly retired from stand up and is now an author. He's a successful author now in his own right. So yes. uh, uh, extraordinary, and also makes chutney, which I didn't get round to asking oh, him yes, about. Oh yes, of but, course. Uh, you know, we as you saw, we uh, we we went into other areas uh, of his life. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel like saying, yeah, tell us about your chutney, Ian. (laughs) So you can't do that, but uh, yeah.
uh, well that's the problem is you don't know where it's going to go you know you ask him about (laughs) um chutney and then the next minute he's talking about anal bleaching (laughs) so you've got to be careful with ian you know (laughs) yeah he just take you anywhere he's a crazy guy (laughs) (laughs) i said that he was our first guest doing it from a foreign country but i actually think will i think will young spoke to us from la perhaps did he I, yeah, is it, oh, okay. I thought he lived in London, Will. Yeah. I don't. I thought, do you know what? I I, he, was I, in he wasn't in LA. He wasn't. Oh, that, was, that was the sound of our producer saying he wasn't in LA. See, this is what I do. I say, I need, I need a little moment before I, I don't know why I say things. If it's not me correcting you or Grace <laughs> correcting you, it's Cara, the producer, correcting you. This is, <laughs> I don't know why you speak. Really? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it was uh, it was it was very moving. Yeah. I mean, I nearly, I oh, nearly, um, mm. yeah, I nearly went to tears there. Um, yeah. To be to, to be uh, just to be clear about Kipper, not of course, I not know, the vasectomy. Well, that would, uh, had its moments, didn't it? You know, <laughs> it was of, yeah, it was an, an emotional ride. Yeah, I'm just thinking back of our recent guest. We had Gary Newman. Yes and Gemma, uh, who were speaking to us from Scotland, which is another country, Sean. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. That's a t- I don't, yeah. That's... Is it? <laughs> oh, well, good luck on the tour anyway. I hope that that <laughs> works out for you. We, um, right. we better wrap things up because I know yes, you want to get back. You, you want to get back to your bagel. Um, (laughs) well thank you very much for listening to oh my dog every week we get all these insights from our guests and we hope that you're enjoying getting to know a different side of them through their relationships with their dogs yes um and um (laughs) don't forget to get in touch by emailing us at hello at omdpod.com and find us on instagram at omdpod Loads of extra content and videos there, and um, and you can send us your voice notes too. <laughs> and uh, don't forget to give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out a lot. Thank you. And remember, a dog is for life, not just for podcasts. Mmm, delicious. <laughs>